Hi, John. Welcome to Jeff's Podcast Academy. Uh, it's so great to have you here. You are the nature and I'm really glad because it's like 40 degrees here and it's burning, but you're enjoying the nature. So please tell a little bit about yourself and how you started in your you know, journey so far. Mm-hmm. Hi, Jeffrey. Thanks for having me on your show. It's a privilege and a pleasure. I am a small business owner. So I have a small business uh, creating mobile applications for podcasters very specifically. So um, it's a side business right now. It's not my full-time job. I have a day job as a software product manager, but this is a small business I started about a year and like two months ago. So January of 2021, I started it. And the goal is to help podcasters basically have an app, their own app uh, on the app stores, Um, Apple App Store, Google Play. You can have an app for your show on on the app store so your listeners can download your app and you're not sharing that space with anyone else it's it's again it's for you it's branded just for you and it's a place where your listeners can get more content Mm -hmm. of course and engage further but ultimately for the podcaster it's the place where the listener becomes a customer or a financial supporter Mm -hmm. so that's called conversion i know you're aware of that marketing term but converting listeners or consumers into um, customers and financial supporters is, I mean, that's, that's what makes a show a business. And in my opinion, I think every content creator, whether you're a podcaster or a YouTuber, ultimately you are a small business owner. And the goal of your content is um, to continue making good content and growing your audience. But in order to do that, you have to generate an income from your content. And that's that conversion from content consumer to customer happens on your website. And if you have a mobile app, it would happen on your mobile app. It doesn't happen on Spotify. It doesn't happen on the Apple app, uh, the Apple uh, podcast app. It happens on your app or your website. And so that's the business. Uh, I wanted to make it affordable for anyone to have a mobile app for their show. And so yeah, I've been going for a little over a year and we have a small community of customers, around 40 customers, 40 podcasters and networks and growing slowly, but surely. And I'm hoping to continue growing this year, getting the word out. Awesome. That's really great. So any, um, you know, I'm always intrigued by the backstory of a particular, you know, origin of business idea. So, so any spark, like how, like, you know, this idea yeah. uh, popped up anything? So I love podcasts, uh, naturally. I'm a, li- a power listener. It's the primary way I consume content now. I don't really, I don't watch TV. I don't, I'm not on Netflix. I'm not on YouTube. It's mostly through my ears. I consume content. So as a fan of, of the medium, um, in the early days, I thought maybe I can make a social podcast app, an app where listeners can interact with each other. They can have conversations about the content that they're listening to. And this was like three or four years ago. I thought, okay, I want to be a small business owner. I want to make my own app. Let's try to make a social podcast app. So that's what, where my journey started. I was very naive, very inexperienced, well, no experience as a product developer and as a small business owner. But that's where I started. Um, long story short, that didn't work out. That product never launched, but I had to make... I had to make something of it. I had to make it work because I had friends and family who were trusting me and I had, they had lent me their money 
and I was not going to give up, right? Because I have yeah. to pay my friends and family back for the investment they put into me. So that made failure not an option. And I, from that point, I, I pivoted the company and the product to an agency. Mm. Uh, because I had built an app for myself, I knew the process and we had the technology um, that we could then white label and um, make it available for other podcasts, put their name on it and use all the features of it. So that was the beginning. I've moved, we've moved on from that. Mm-hmm. We don't have our own proprietary uh, software anymore. We use a vendor, but mm-hmm. um, that's how the idea for the business evolved over time. And yeah, the, I've been working on this particular agency model for, like I said, a, a year and about two months. Great. That's great. And, you know, when you mentioned that uh, white label, actually, you know, I do have a day job and, you know, the company that I work in, they're actually doing all this white label um, Mm -hmm. stuff for NFTs and Web3 sort of things they've been doing for a lot, a long time. And uh, I'm really intrigued, like for podcasting apps, like uh, what's the actually the process of it? Like, you know, when uh, someone approaches you, you know, from there, I probably think you'll have a discovery call and then, you know, some blah, 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 it's happening. So can you like just give a brief on how this process actually goes? Yeah, for me, um, usually it starts with a discovery call. Like you said, if you go to my website, which is custommobile.app, you'll see the call to action there is schedule a 15-minute call with me Mm -hmm. and we have a conversation because it's having an app for your show still isn't all that common. It's not something that maybe people think about naturally. Mm -hmm. So uh, they want to learn more and usually I'll have a conversation with them about what are the benefits of having an app for your show? Why should you even want an app for your show? And then after the conversation, um, the follow-on action is to uh, join me on Patreon. So Patreon is the way that I organize my members and manage my membership. Mm-hmm. And we have two monthly membership tiers. One is for a single show, which is $25 a month. And then mm-hmm. the other is for a network. If you have many shows under your network, you can make a network app for $50 a month. Mm-hmm. So just two tiers is very simple because it's just me owning and operating the business. I try to keep it as simple as possible. And I do all, I do everything. I wear every hat. So I'm the one uh, doing customer onboarding. I'm the one building the apps. I'm the one doing customer service. Mm-hmm. So you'll deal with me if you uh, decide to join and become a member. Awesome. So, you know, the one, the one thing I'm really like amazed is that you one guy like doing everything like to be honest uh i I think it's sort of an inspiration for me as well because i've been trying to do soul handedly for a long time then i kind of hired a few people um you know for the things that i've been doing but you know it's really great man so respect (laughs) absolute respect to be honest i do it mostly for the learning opportunity i I learned so much and i'm growing professionally and personally by wearing every hat so that's a huge benefit of having and starting my own small business. I'd love for it to grow to a point where I could hire others mm-hmm. to help with customer support or selling, sales, marketing. I'm, I'm not there yet. So um, until I get there, I'll be the one doing all of that and learning how to do all of that. So. All the best for that. I'm sure it will definitely go to a big heights. So, you know, uh, Another curious thing I want to ask is like, uh, I'm sure you said that 40 podcasters actually, you know, using your, uh, you know, service right now. And uh, can you like give a couple of couple or, you know, like three to four things, like why actually would a podcaster need a separate app? Like the reasons that, yeah. you know, they are, you know, even ask for, or things that you have in mind, you had in mind, you know, when you started out. So yeah. it would be great. Yeah. So a great thing about an app is 
it's in the pockets of your listeners. It's the access is uh, unparalleled. Mm -hmm. So if you can get a listener to download your app, you're on their phone and their phone is with them wherever they go. So it's, it's about as close a connection to your listener as you could, you could have. Um, there's that benefit of it. Also, like once it's on the phone, that app is like the front door to your home. Mm -hmm. It's where you can offer your listeners not just the podcast content, but all the other content you're probably creating. Yeah. You probably have a YouTube channel. You probably have uh, a blog. And then besides the content, which you can all put into one place, it's also the place where you could sell to your customers. So you mm -hmm. might have merchandise you're selling to monetize your podcast. You might be building an email list, right? So this is where your listeners could um, join your email list, your newsletter. Um, it's where they can support you on Patreon if you have mm -hmm. a Patreon account to monetize. So that mm -hmm. content and monetization, those two things happen on your app. And that would be the primary benefit of trying to get as many listeners to download your app as possible. And you've got to give your listeners a reason, right? They're not going to yeah. do it just because you tell them to. There's got to be a benefit to downloading the app. And that would be exclusive content normally. Mm. I see a lot of that. Um, yeah, um, exclusive content is like the primary thing I've seen. Like if you download the app, you'll get this content, this audio, maybe this video that you can only get through the app. So get the app. And then once they get the app, the, the door is open for you as the content creator to further develop that relationship with your listener and ultimately nurture them along so that they do become a supporter. Mm. Um, yeah. Understood. And one point that you mentioned is the exclusive content. And I, I, I think it's really coming at a large space right now because uh, first thing, first thing that I noticed is that uh, the YouTube membership programs. So even though like you have like, you know, millions of subscribers to it, there will be a lot of people who actually pay to watch your content. So, you know, some people join the memberships and uh, right now, I think a lot of people are, you know, doing discord communities and a lot of people are like, you know, even, I think even when an app, uh, especially what Joe Rogan did, like exclusive content only on Spotify, uh, the audio mm -hmm. and video, everything on Spotify. So I guess this actually gives a lot of opportunity, but one of my doubts is um, if in case the, uh, podcast app gives everything. Okay. So from start to finish, like, you know, email marketing supplies and monetization and everything. Do you think it would make sense that the uh, podcast should be only on, the, on, on that app or should it be on the normal listening platforms as well? So I think for most podcasters, you're going to want your podcast everywhere, available everywhere. Um, because yeah, most podcasters don't have as big, big enough of an audience like Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. to make their show exclusive on Spotify or exclusively yeah. in your own app. Yeah. So I think it makes sense for most podcasters to have a public RSS feed, mm -hmm. get your content out as far and wide as possible, mm -hmm. but for your super fans, give them something extra that they can, that they want to pay for. And your mm -hmm. app could be that thing that they will, they're willing to pay for to get extra content, mm -hmm. maybe closer uh, communication with you, the creator, Mm -hmm. access so there's all these extra things you can provide your paid members mm -hmm. and that's a, a great way to monetize your content and make yeah. it a sustainable business got it got it yeah that that makes more sense um so you know i really want to get into the, this one important fact how did you actually market your service because a lot of people out there are trying to create podcast products to be honest i even i am like trying to create a regional product for my state 
uh you know just to make sure that i can connect the podcast to see it because there isn't actually much podcasters rising up right now but it's a huge market india is kind of like a huge market so it's kind of like a big opportunity so uh, like how do you market for that you know i see a lot of podcasts out there but they really fail in the marketing what did you do i mean you're a software guy <laughs> i mean <laughs> this uh, this must be pretty interesting here i can i can speak about how i do marketing and then yeah. i can talk about how i've seen other smaller shows market very successfully so starting with myself i have no budget for marketing the the only marketing i do is direct marketing so i reach out to you directly on podmatch which is a directory of podcasters that matches with guests that's to be honest that's primarily what i do i reach out directly to to my target customers try to have a conversation and my hope is as my community grows as my customer base grows and they're happy with the product they're going to tell their friends and it'll be word of mouth that will start to generate and grow and I I'll have to do less direct selling um so that's my strategy right now um I'm not spending on paid advertising at all and as a consumer as a podcast listener yeah for me I do listen to a lot of smaller shows mm-hmm. um how did I discover them I discovered them primarily through the shows I listen to already so mm-hmm. if I'm listening to a show already and they um they play the episode of a show that i don't know yeah. that's been a primary way that i've discovered new shows and if mm-hmm. that episode is is good i'll look mm-hmm. them up and mm-hmm. i'll i'll try some more episodes and i'll subscribe to them so that's that's a huge way for me to discover new shows is when they're sampled inside a show i'm already listening to yeah I don't know what that's called. Maybe it's called cross promotion. They've got some kind of a membership yeah. or a partnership, right? So they're they're helping each other expose content to each other's audiences, separate audiences. Mm-hmm. That's the way I've discovered shows. Another way I've discovered shows that less common is um I've seen I've seen uh ads for shows. I've seen an ad for a show on a newsletter I I follow. Mm-hmm. And it's a tiny show, but when I listen to it because the hook was very catching the hook was um this guy actually was diagnosed with brain cancer last summer and they had one or two episodes up and the premise of the show was it was him uh just talking about his journey being diagnosed and what it's going to be like in real time for him going forward with treatment with family and everything um and so the hook was very uh moving Mm-hmm. and the content was uh it was there the quality was there and the story was there and so it grabbed me and so i subscribed that way i think for me content the quality of the content is going to be number 1 if the if the quality is there then i i believe the audience will come because yeah. they'll share it yeah i mean i've discovered other podcasts recently because i've searched for them specifically search for um like topic areas that I'm um I want to learn more about mm-hmm. so very recently I've gotten really into something called ethnography you may have come across this word in product um and anthropology so yeah. applied anthropology applied ethnography in as it relates to product management and like in the business context in general and i didn't know any podcasts off the bat so i had to search so i went into i went to google i don't actually know i went into my podcast app google uh podcast and i searched for those keywords 
and I just tried the apps that uh, the shows that came up and I tested them out for content and and I've subscribed to one or two um, that I'm continuing to listen to. So that's another way I've discovered shows. So making sure that I think your your show is um, searchable by the keywords that you want to be found under mm. is is going to be another way that people will find you. Yeah, those are some thoughts that come to mind in terms of discoverability. Got it. And I think I really like the fact that you mentioned, you know, you, you know, prefer the quality of the podcast, you know, when you're prospecting, because uh, if you give, if you, if the podcaster can give more quality, then possibly he can pay more as well. That's like a general phenomenon. <laughs> like, you know, the that's more right. qualities, like, you know, the possibility the guy has some more money to pay. So I guess that's, that's really a good point that you mentioned. And in terms of quality, like I'm not talking about audio quality for mm-hmm. me, actually audio quality doesn't matter as much. Mm-hmm. If the if the quality of the content itself is useful to me, yeah. then I will suffer through terrible audio quality because I want to get to that information. Yeah. Uh, from a listener perspective, I know a lot of podcasters care a lot about audio quality, um, but from a li- from a listener's perspective, mm. it's uh, the value of the the actual content itself that I'm looking for. Got it. Got it. Wow. I think that might be, you know, put ease a lot of people's minds, like a lot of podcasters might, you know, they were like trying really hard to be honest. Like uh, I kind of discovered this when I kind of created an episode, it's called I am in love. I deleted this because, you know, it's great. It has no connection to my brand right now. So when I was having that, that was like the high performing episode ever. And the audio quality was so bad. I was cursing all the time. I had no idea what I was saying. I was really young. I was in college. So, you know, it's still, people really love that. I had no idea why. So I guess that, you know, what you mentioned is really, uh, you know, it, it is true, uh, you know, when it comes to content quality and everything. Great. So, you know, before going into the, some, some of the couple of uh, final sections. Uh, so you said it's like, it's around like one o'clock there, right? It's one o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. One o'clock. Yeah. Okay. So this is always now out of the question, like out of the box question. I always ask my guest. Uh, so who was actually the last person that you made smile yesterday? That I made smile yesterday. Ah, that's a hard question. Did I make anyone smile? I hope I made my son smile, but I, I also made him frown a lot too. <laughs> um, it's like more difficult than a wife? podcasting question. <laughs> this is very difficult, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't make many people smile, to be honest with you. Like my wife is suffering through a cold at the moment, so she's miserable. My son has like an attitude problem as a six-year-old. I'm trying to fix the attitude problem, so it's up and down. Um, yeah, <laughs> no one. I didn't make anyone smile yesterday. Oh. I think your son, your son or wife would have, I mean, they would be smiling after seeing this clip, you know, once they shot. I think that would definitely be happening. Uh, awesome so uh just coming to the final section is that uh now we just want to talk about the ui ux you know in podcast app like right now i can see a lot of trends are coming in this space and i you know as a product manager like you you must have gone through a lot of stuff to make sure that you know like the smooth flow is there in each and every single application or website and everything so for a podcaster like uh how important do you think it is like is it important that you know this is could be fine or it should be like really important, like how much level and uh, how can they make it better? Uh, that'd be great. Is your question, how important is the user experience as a podcaster? 
for the podcaster you know to the listener mm. and when you say user experience are you speaking specifically about an app or are you, are you an app, more generally you know, an app experience? an app possibly oh, like oh. you know things that if, if in case they create an app you know from you you know their you know uh, thoughts about the user user experience kind of like, because some people are like design geeks to be honest like they will be like oh, yeah. they will be so uh, important the design stuff so it is important i think yeah. a lot of us nowadays um, our tolerance for bad design is is very low right yeah. um, we're all very used to well designed apps and very performant intuitive apps so if you're going to make an app um I mean, unless you're some guru, some famous person, right? You're going to want your app to be well-designed and performant or else people are not going to tolerate it. They're just going to delete it. So it's just table stakes now for apps to be um, well-designed and performant. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really important. Um, and our apps, because we use a vendor mm-hmm. um, who's been around for, I think, eight years, mm-hmm. they're the designs that they have in the UX, it's all there. It's yeah. modern, um, it's performant, and they're native applications. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Got it. So uh, you know, this is a curious question I think a lot of people would be having. Like, uh, What's the difference between the user interface and user experience? Yeah, I think user interface is just the what you see, right? Okay. Um, yeah. The buttons, the look, and the look. Hmm. Um, user experience, I, I would define that as um, beyond just the, the formatting of mm-hmm. the, of the, or the look of the interface. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the experience of the person navigating inside the app. Like what's mm-hmm. my experience clicking through, finding my way, wayfinding inside the app? How mm-hmm. intuitive is it um, or how frustrating is it? I, I would say that is for me the user experience as opposed to just the, the look the the colors and the yeah. um, the styles understood understood and i think as a podcaster like you know the, the one point i want to mention is that if you go to spotify and you know you search for everything and the one thing i really love is they give you like a personalized uh you know playlist let it be songs or podcast that'd be so amazing i don't even know how they take all the information from just by your clicks but it will be so amazing what they give but Amazon Music is also like uh, releasing podcasts and songs in the way, same way. But that's not like, not like, uh, it's like 20% or 30% of Spotify. Like, you know, what they get and everything. So I think, mm-hmm. I think as a podcaster, like a lot of people would want that as well. So yeah, I, th- I think that that's really a good thing. When you, say 20, when you say 20%, you mean it's 20% as good, as relevant as Spotify? Or Yeah, yeah. Um, like, uh, for example, if Spotify is 100%, person means it's, this is like 30 percent it will be like got it it's yeah, yeah. it's not as good yeah okay. <laughs> that's the thing i mean it's, it's just it's, at least it's just my you know uh thoughts because uh, i tried spotify uh free like paid version it doesn't it doesn't feel like spotify at all <laughs> it's like when you have ads on spotify it feels like it's actually spotify when you don't have ads hmm. it's like you know when you when you listen to tim ferris shows okay if you listen it without uh, ads like what he says mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't feel like his show at all the way he performs ads is like oh my god i want to buy that product right now <laughs> so it will be like how he's kind of mentioning so i don't know i'm just kind of a weird guy when it comes to this advertisement since i'm in the marketing space <laughs> I don't know. possibly no that's that's true i will listen to ads sometimes also just to just to keep up with like oh what is this like what's this new brand i haven't listened to or heard yeah. about before so sometimes i will listen most times I will skip through though. I like fast yeah. forward. Got it. Got it. 
Awesome. So, uh, John, thank you so much for hopping on the show. We talked a lot of different things. And is there any point that you know you want to add uh, before you know going to the final stuff, like uh, especially in this app creation for podcasters? Yeah. Well, Jeffrey, thank you for the time to speak with your audience. Um, I think your audience are the exact my target audience. They're podcasters, yeah. right? So they can find me at custommobile.app. That's the URL. And if they mention they came through your show, Jeffrey. Um, I'll give them their first month free so they can try it for free. I'll build them an app. They can test it out themselves. And only if they like it, we'll, we'll, we can continue forward. But try it risk-free. Say you came through Jeffrey and we'll get started. That's really great. So guys, definitely I put the link in there below. So you can just go and check it out. So please mention my name. It's kind of a unique name <laughs> you know, when it comes from podcasting space. So enjoy that. Uh, is there anything else like you want to ask me? Like tables turned right now? Um. Well, maybe a little bit more about your journey. Like, how long have you been podcasting? And um, yeah, what do you see is the future of this space in India? You, you mentioned yeah, the potential yeah. you see. Yeah. So uh, my journey, I'll say it in a short length because mostly when this journey comes, I really talk long. So I'm trying to reduce that. Uh, so like every, you know, college boy's dream, I had my heart broken when I was in college. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, you know, what is happening? Depression and everything was there. And Instagram was there. And, you know, usually a lot of people doing cool things. And when you come to Instagram, you're like, what is happening? Why can't I do those stuff? Then I saw the advertisement of Gary Vaynerchuk talking about podcasting. So I was like, okay, let's just give it a try. Then I jumped on. Uh, it was like 2018. So I've been mm-hmm. probably doing like four years right now. But I kind of streamlined the podcasting on 2020 after lockdown. Before that, I was also doing, but I got into the idea of podcast for podcasting from 2020. So mm-hmm. that's how it started. And the potential in India, is, it's really, really like, uh, because since the market is also huge, a lot, a lot of people are right now listening to podcasters. Um, and the one thing I really want to focus on is the regional languages. Like, you know, India mm-hmm. is like, there are like multiple languages out there. You know, we have like a lot of different languages. So I'm just trying to focus on my native language, Tamil. So, you know, to build shows on that. To make sure I'm kind of like you know promoting that, so yeah, that's kind of my thoughts for now. But let's see, let's see how it rolls. Yeah, it's amazing. It's great to to be one of the first movers, right? Yeah, and capture that opportunity. And I love the fact that you're at a point in your development where you're teaching everything you've learned. Yeah. Something that I've been thinking about recently is it's really uh, it's a good idea to get good enough at whatever it is you're working mm-hmm. on to be able to teach it in the future. Yeah. I think that's going to be very valuable, not just personally, but professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause I think about my career a lot too. Like if, um, if I find myself in a position where I'm not learning anything practical that I could teach to someone in the future, um, uh, my job becomes more risky. I could lose yeah. that job and not be able to find another one. But if I have a skill that, I can actually teach others to do, whether it's product management or I'm learning jujitsu now. So even something like that, um, where you can get to be a black belt and you can actually teach others opportunities uh, present themselves in the future when you become like a master at whatever your craft is. So I like, I like that um, you're on that trajectory as well. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for watching this show. Now, before you exit, I just have a simple favor to ask. If you would like to hear from me regarding podcast strategies, like super specific, not the general ones, then I have given a link to the newsletter below. So you can just sign up for it. It won't be a weekly one. Don't worry, I won't spam you a lot. It will probably be twice a month or something, but it will be highly valuable and super specific, guys. P.S. Super specific. If you have any questions or feedback, you can contact me on Instagram at podcast for podcasters or just podcast account. Academy, or you can just mail me at jeffrey at jbdigitally.com or you can contact with me on LinkedIn, Jeffrey Bubudi J. Well, cheers people. Have a great day.